Greetings, Earthlings. Welcome back to another episode of The Rose Hayes Show here on Psyched Radio San Francisco. I'm one of your hosts, Kate, and I have Dustin here in the studio with me. And we have a really cool special interview today. Um, we haven't done an interview in a while, so it's really fun to tap in with Purest Feeling from New York City. But before we get into that, that first song we just played was Pretender from Black Marble. And now we're going to throw up Purest Feeling's track called Little Rider. Again, they're from New York City, and their little bio here says, February is the dregs of winter in New York, in the Sunset Park neighborhood of Brooklyn, in one of a thousand tiny lit-up windows. It's summer. As the tail end of Placebo's Protégé Moi reaches its fever pitch, a rousing mixture of laughs and looks, dances and smiles, rise, rises up like embers in smoke. Play, pieces of melody and rhythm start to play in moments and vanish. Days pass. Weeks pass. Can you feel me out there? Echoes in the wind as spring struggles to be born. This is all still the beginning of what has become purest feeling. A true at the service of movement, magic, advised by early post-punk and experimentation of the era. Purest feeling is a trio that endeavors to answer the question that inspired the music. Can you feel me out there?
was a little writer from Purest Feeling out of New York City who are currently touring here on the West Coast. Rose Hayes, my band, just did a show with them a couple nights ago at Golden Bowl. And it was super, super fun. So we got to, you know, get to know them a little bit and invited them to do an interview today. So, but because they're on tour, you know, we had to do this kind of remotely and we actually interviewed them while they were in transit to their show last night to Ojai. So, yeah, let's drop this interview in here with Purest Feeling. Okay, so we're here with Chris from Purest Feeling, and they are currently on the road because they're out here touring, which is really cool. Like I said, we just did a show with them on Saturday, which was really fun. So where are you guys headed? We're going to Ojai. And who, I've never actually been to Ojai, but it's I've heard really good things. Um, who are you guys playing with over there? Uh, Todd Faye, yeah, who's the other band? That's it, that's it, one band. Hell that's yeah. Um, uh, Greater Goods Collective, Greater Goods Collective. That's cool. That means more playing time, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be the same set. <laughs> that's cool, though. So, yeah, so can you, Um, I, I obviously know what your set's like, but can you, kind of describe um, or maybe just introduce yourself a little bit and like your background and kind of how the band came together and then we can kind of talk about instrumentation. We sort of, um, I, I lived on the West Coast for a long time. Uh, I lived in Seattle for about 10 years, which is where I've been still. Um, and it just, I don't know, like even living in New York, which is fun and I love being there. Cause I always think that it is or want to be around the West Coast still. So thought it'd be fun to get away and just kind of do this, and you know, just kind of put the songs at the test, look, see how they feel in the live setting. You know, see what how they kind of, you know, because songs always feel like they never quite finished. They're always growing, especially bouncing them off different audiences, different line lineups, different bands. Um, I guess I just felt like it'd be a good opportunity to grow. As a, as a group to just do this immediately as opposed to playing once a month locally yeah that's fair that's actually really cool so your album came out on valentine's day and you immediately went on the road yeah that's pretty cool actually so cool so you're on the road on to ojai and you just left where did you guys just play last night we played it in long beach at oh yeah how was that well, it was strange. Uh, there was a weird storm that blew through, so it definitely limited people from coming to the show. Gotcha. Um, but it was nice to uh, the band that we perform. There's like one band and like two solo performing artists. That, uh, a few of them are friends from Seattle, so it was nice to see them as people start working on town um, and then make plans for the future. Yeah. Play a show that's like not really well attended. It's like a good time to just kind of meet everyone you're playing with and figure out like what to do next time, you know, like or if you're into it, you know. Yeah, for um, sure. But that video is really cool. They're all super sweet in there. The sounds made the metal venue. Uh, yeah, it's, like, it's kind of a metal hardcore venue. But, but, what's the what's, what's the name of the venue? 
supply and demand. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, you know, um, so yeah, so you, when did you move to New York again? Uh, during the pandemic. Okay. So a couple yeah, years now. Gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, was it, what was the motivation for the move? Uh, I, I sort of, I went over there to mix another record, uh, with, from another band, uh, just cause I had the money to do it and finally the time. Sure. Um, cause I'd been working a lot. Um, and when I got there, I stayed at the friend, uh, room that they subletted to me and they just happened to be building out a warehouse space for them to move into. And they're like, you want this room? And it was cheaper than my spot in Seattle. <laughs> just sort of went so for just, it. Uh, yeah, well, that's pretty cool. That's, I'd always that's... wanted to live there at least once in my life. So it seemed like that was the chance. You know? Yeah, it kind of just opened up for you. That's cool. And so um, how's New York? You're into okay. it? Yeah. <laughs> Never a dull moment. Cool. Well, okay. So you um obviously you have pretty strong West Coast connects. Now you're kind of working the East Coast. Um, are you gonna what wh what's the rest of your tour look like? We still we we booked like twenty days to the West Coast, so we're barely coming up halfway through it. Nice. Uh, yeah. And some of these spots were just kind of like spots I think that either Nils had been to and I, I always wanted to see that just never have any time on any other tours. Uh, so there's a lot of small towns in it that we still have half a tour to get through. Awesome. Yeah. So you're kind of just gaining some momentum. Um, so oh hi tonight. And I think you said you're coming back to the Bay Area, right? Before the end of the tour or maybe that, towards the end? Yeah. Yeah, we still have a San Francisco date, uh, a house party. Yeah, next week from Friday. A week from Friday. Do you know what date that is? It's like March uh, something. Uh, You're listening March 3rd. to Psych March third in San a house Francisco. show in SF. Cool. Yeah, they can get details from my Instagram page. Yeah, and what's Purist, I'm going to repeat that for everyone, everyone who's listening. So if you want to get in touch with Purist Feeling when they come back up to San Francisco on March 3rd, their Instagram is puristfeeling999. DM, slip into the DMs. There you go. Old school. You got, you got homie on the base driving the tour bus today right yeah, <laughs> cool so yeah so um do you want to talk a little bit about you know where you know the inspiration for some of the songs or kind of how you you decided to um go about the instrumentation or just anything about the band that you want to share sure um i started writing the song from i was sort of i don't know like i've always written kind of real out there music, lyrically, just way super heavy on the metaphor, <laughs> and which was, it's fun to do, but I think that I was sort of worn out on that, and 
kind of had a an experience that I feel like, uh, you know, like a love experience where I didn't think that 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 I would that would happen to me again, like in kind of in a big passionate wash, you know. And right. I sort of I'd never written music about that before, you know, and. At first, it started off as like, you know, because some of these things that happen real, like, kind of fiery, blow up and then burn out really quick, you know. And I didn't want it to be, like, about, like, the pain of that all the time. Because at first, it started where it was, like, acoustic songs and it was, like, lovers lament crap. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, like, there was just so much of that. And I was like, that's not really what the experience was. I wanted to write about what the experience felt like and how fun it was mm, sure so i know so everything is not about like it's all i lost you know and it was super self-indulgent <laughs> for sure i wanted to instead share the experience of what it felt like the adventure of it you know the conversation um just how fun it was and i wanted the music to reflect that about it as much as i possibly can Cool. I've never really written happy music, but I wanted it to move. You know. Yeah, it's kind of interesting when you br you bring that up because I um I'm gonna make it about me for a second, but I I I've you know share a similar thing where it's like, man, I kind of feel like I want to write some like more dancey or uplifting or whatever the hell you want to call it kind of music, and I put out this like super, I don't know, very rainbow aesthetic kind of album i was living out in the uh, the islands you know it was, and it was fun you know you know it's it's interesting when you kind of push yourself into maybe something that you know you haven't really it doesn't necessarily I'm, I'm not saying that it didn't come naturally for you but for me it was like i i kind of you know took a different direction with the songwriting and it, it's interesting when what comes out of that you know and what actually where your mind might actually think something's gonna go and then the, what your result actually is with the music and kind of who you know joins in on that mission so how did you meet um meet the guys in your band um i met nils uh when i first moved to seattle in 2009 um he sold us weed Perfect. Hell yeah. He sounds like an all around great guy driving the cars, totally. creating the bass sounds, yeah. supplying the green. Yeah. I mean, he was like, we were jamming, being a friend for um, guitar and drums. He was like, need a bass player? We're like, hell yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, so we've been playing different projects together. Uh, I met Griffin, we were who does the production. For the group sure uh, and uh we played a show i was playing with another band and he ran sound uh at the mercury lounge in New York. oh cool yeah um, yeah he was he was fun back there you know messing around with the korg and bleepity bloops kind of deal well not really bleepity bloops there was there was some he was moving back and forth from a couple different things yeah it's like kind of this covert covert operation yeah. back there yeah it's all yeah so it's, it's all spy hardware. Yeah, <laughs> nice. <laughs> right on. Well, cool. Well, it's not, you know, I, again, like having played a show with you and, and hearing it live and up front, I think you guys have a great energy and I was really into it, obviously, which is why I wanted to talk to you guys today. But I think Dustin oh. had, a, had a couple questions too. Yeah. Oh, go for it, Dustin. Cool. 
So in your videos, uh, Little Rider and Breaking Bottles, there's a lot of you like driving around and getting spots in New York. Um, is that kind of like how you come up with your songwriting um, or inspiration for songs? Just I think like... that is, that's interesting. Yeah, that I'm, my, my profession outside of music is I'm a mechanic. Mm -hmm. oh, so okay. the, it sort of, it always seems to revolve around, I'm always around them, I, you know, I've always had kind of a love for cars, uh, and it's just the person that helped inspire the music, it, that's what we used to talk about all the time, mm -hmm. is driving around, nothing to do, you know, right. <laughs> just like remembering what that was like, you know, like, it seemed like it doesn't happen as much anymore, but it, when I was younger, you know, like early 20s, teens, like that was the thing to do, just get a car, put a CD on and listen to the whole thing. Yeah, for sure. What, what's your Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> if so if you were, if you were to do that right now, obviously you guys are cruising, but if you were to pick your dream vehicle to go cruise around and put in a, a CD from, yeah whatever one of your favorite cds and chain smoke too what would what would the car be it would be my car but fixed <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I have a 1984 uh, mercedes 300 turbo diesel wow uh, fun oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the one in the little rider uh video oh okay cool yeah yeah, nice car. yeah. yeah love that car um and the cigarettes would be the blue pack of American spirits. Nice. And the record would be everything from tones on tail. Hmm. Hmm. Right on. Nice. That's yeah. cool. It's all there. <laughs> I thought about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, and one last one I had was, uh, what made you want to press your album to tape? Um, I honestly, uh, I couldn't decide between that or like how to put it physically because there's just no way to do any kind of vinyl anymore. You know, mm -hmm. I might, we might've finished it, you know, the recordings in December and probably not got any vinyl until next year. <laughs> right. Yeah. Is that, um, is that just a matter of the, the like bottleneck with production or just the whole, everything that goes into like, cause I know what it takes to put in a vinyl together and it wasn't uh, exactly cheap or easy or fast all the right. things it's it just you don't there's no there's no way to plan because you're not even right up. right like, yeah they'll just move you out of, of the way if they get a bigger production right yeah good money. point yeah i guess if you're if and you're so, trying to go go straight from dropping the album to going on tour right there seems to be more equity uh there's like any more of an egalitarian approach to making tapes and CDs because they'll just press them right away. Doesn't matter right. who it is. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> you put in the order, they send it right back to you in a couple of weeks. And I uh, can't think of anything better than that when you're trying to get things out, you know? Yeah, for uh, sure. Somebody, especially like early release when a band's brand new and you first put out, you know, like, like this, like an EP, it's like, it's not the end all be all. It's like, it's how you grow. You know, like you've accepted what you sound like, and so you want to put it out so you can grow from that. And I think that was our approach. So waiting for vinyl and all of that, or waiting for like a premiere, and you know, like right, right, public or any of that seemed pointless because it's like this isn't 
you know, a period. This isn't like a, you know, like this, this isn't the end of the story. It's just the beginning. So we just, it's the preface. <laughs> we haven't even started the story yet. The first tour, the first EP says like, hey, whatever, you know, somebody mentioned doing the USB sticks, which you're just never going to get me to do that. It sounds so lame. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm with you there. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, but I thought, you know, I thought mini discs. So you could yeah. never we, play it. Right. We can Yeah, we we've uh yeah, we've had our conversations about those as well. But um tapes are it cool. Also, right? like, tapes are cool. Yeah, it also does an interesting thing to your recording. You know, yeah. if you, even if you if you just did it all in the box or, you know, putting it you know, the tape is gonna have its own style of compression and artifact. So it's just gonna sound different. And that seems a, a lot more interesting to me. Right. So all the digital whatever you get on the CD is probably, you know, I guess I don't know, because even even now Spotify is like really degraded in people. It totally does. <laughs> we yeah it we're... used to be six <laughs> Yeah, we're we're kind of we try not to be, but we're definitely like. Well, we, I mean that we we do try to be. I don't know what I'm saying. We're very pro analog, um, all the things. But you know, up to a certain point, you also just kind of like we we live in the reality we live in. So you know, whatever. I just put it out. But you know, we're we're tape people, so we're into tapes. But awesome. um, yeah. did do you um ha, ha, what was I guess the recording process then? Um, you know, was this something you kind of were like? did it take a while to kind of get the recordings together? And then once you had them, you're like, cool, let's just push this thing and go on tour. Or was it something kind of quick or did you do, pretty, you know? I would say pretty quick. Um, Griffin had all the gear. Yeah. Um, to be able to take care of it. He's an engineer. For sure. So um, we, I, we wrote a bunch of kind of try to put together songs to, classic way in a practice phase uh, with him on drums and it wasn't quite getting across what I what what I was feeling like the song should be mm -hmm. and so uh, we took the stuff that we had from that and then just went into our living room you know nice. with the gear and use like C78 plugins for the drum machine because um, I'm a huge suicide fan yeah we can tell yeah. <laughs> yeah oh good yeah, um awesome <laughs> and uh, griffin was like also sort of you know it's more fun if you do drum machine stuff where it doesn't sound like the drums you know like you're not trying to sound like the drums and he right. kind of you commit to the bit you know <laughs> like sure like if it's gonna be a drum machine let it sound like one and then build from there and uh, we actually did them song like every time we were writing a song a lot of it was starting to become like with the headphones on with the drum machine running and then just running through riffs until something connected and then cool. yeah and then I'd write the melodies to it afterwards um, I brought a couple of songs that were just like I wrote them on the acoustic guitar you know mm -hmm. and just kind of demoed it like that. We delete the acoustic guitar and then build everything around it. Sure. And uh, for electric guitar, I like I always try not to play power chords or like cowboy chords, you know. 
-hmm. and try to exactly what you mean (laughs) you know something interesting on it if it's going to be played at all or just not play on certain parts right i feel you but the process started february and it's like every time we had some time together to work on something we'd record another a new song and a lot of times it only takes like half a day nice we'd have a new song well that's i think yeah go ahead sorry we just picked the ones that we thought went together and we liked the way they come came out in that specific medium and made that the ep oh it's a fun project yeah, so it wasn't one session. It was just over the course of the year. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we kind of did something similar with our last uh, album, too, where we kind of did everything in-house. Our our guitar player also is an engineer. And so we, you know, our the first EP we did, we kind of tried to do, you know, just the traditional, at least getting the, the rhythm section in, like, you know, a studio or whatever. But then it was like, we're just doing all our own tracking now, you know, and and I honestly really prefer that it's autonomy. Like you said, you can, you can time your own stuff, you know, you can release it the way you want. You know, I, I think it, I think it also has like a cool, like it really sounds like you when you, when you're doing it all the way from start to finish too, you know? Yeah. And, I, and that's super important. And, you know, especially like you're when listening you're to psych radio, into, like, San Francisco. Right. A producer or, right. or an engineer you don't know at all. You know right. I mean? You're like, no, it's you're, trying to like be, you're trying to be revealing and relaxed. And then there's like a guy in the room you don't even know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, exactly. Just, yeah. I don't know how that's supposed to work. <laughs> no, it can really, like it can think, really lock you up if it's not the right fit. It's yeah. not the right thing, you know? Yeah, exactly. And it's, uh, and I think there's this certain point where if you've done it long enough and you're in and out of studios and you have a bit of success where, you're able to turn that on and off whenever you mm-hmm. want, you know, but if you're like trying to still like figure out exactly what it is you want to do, it's like no point in letting anyone else in the boat. <laughs> Just do it yourself. For sure. Um, so obviously you're going to kill the rest of your tour and you're just going to blow the socks off the West coast up until oh. you're, <laughs> your finale and then when you guys go back to new york do you guys have plans to like work on booking another tour or or making new or you know what's what's the plans i guess once you're off tour just like take a breather or no no we definitely hell no on the road a lot this year there's like it's it's just it's certainly like i want to use this to like grow as a group sure you know yeah and like and I know just from experience that this is the best way because, you know, I, I'll, when we get back to New York, we're going to play in April. Like if I had not, and Mills had not booked this and just decided to do this, we'd have only played just one other show in February. Right, for sure. And now there's going to be like 20 something shows in between. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's by awesome. The time we play again, which will be our third New York show yeah yeah wow that's so, awesome like, though 20, yeah we had done a, a northwest tour in november before we'd even put the ep out cool cool no yeah. you're right yeah so putting 30 40 shows in between like every new york show you know it's like growing really quick yeah that's wild that's awesome plus it's fun so i'm sure 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then we're like, you know, I don't know. I feel like we're pretty comfortable with it, you know. Yeah. Right back in just kind of the tour mode. You know, you'll have all your little jobs mm-hmm. and all those little jobs like draw you closer together, you know. Cause For it, sure. You know, it takes, a village. <laughs> it takes a village to keep it going. Uh, we plan, we're hoping to get out to Europe um, in late summer, right? Yeah, kind of like August, the yeah. end of August, September. Yeah, trying to get to Europe, and then we're um, trying to come back here to the West Coast. Uh, awesome. October. Yeah. Guys, you guys, uh, you guys are gonna stay busy. That's awesome. Write it. I would. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah exactly. We have a few uh, singles that we tracked but didn't put on the EP that we're gonna release along the way. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, keep it fresh, right? Well, very cool. Well, we're we're you know we you know are definitely gonna play some more of your songs before we close up the the show today. So, I'm I'm grateful to to talk to you and have played played on your tour, which is really cool. So that you know when you go back to New York and blow up, I can be like, yeah, we were part of that. <laughs> <laughs> we're definitely gonna hit you up when we come back to California because that was good. Uh... Sweet. Yeah, yeah, we'll 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 yeah we'll we'll do it again for sure, but um yeah. before we before we wrap this um wrap this up, is there any just like anything that you want people to know about purest feeling or just what you guys are all about? Just just to follow the Instagram page and see what we're up to as we start as we start this out, you know, infantile, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Just, yeah. just a baby band, just grow with us. Yeah. For sure. And again, that's uh, uh, Purest Feeling 999 on Instagram. Hit them up. Check them out. Cool. All right, guys. Well, be safe on the rest of your, your drive. And um, looking forward to seeing you when you come back up this way on March 3rd. And yeah, yeah we'll be in touch. I hope you have a great awesome. rest of your night and an awesome show. Thank you. You too. All righty. So yeah, you're listening here to Psyched Radio San Francisco. That was an interview with Purest Feeling. We talked to Chris, who is the singer and guitar player, amongst other things, in the band. And then you have Nils and Griffin on bass and production, drums, drum programming, etc. So cool, cool trio out of New York on tour in the West Coast. It's always really, really fun to talk to a band while they're on the road in the thick of, you know, the whole you know, musical experience and just getting getting the vibe. So we're going to play a couple tracks from them. Breaking Bottles and Some Lies Are Golden. You're listening to Psyched Radio San Francisco. This is The Rose Hayes Show.
Pure's feeling out of New York City. Currently on tour in the West Coast. That was a wonderful, great interview we just had with them. Be sure to check them out on Bandcamp. They've got tapes. You know what I'm saying? Tapes are in. They tracked it, produced it, mixed it, mastered it, put it straight to tape, and went straight on tour. That's pretty fucking punk rock, if you ask me. Uh, the album's called Little Rider, and if you listen to the interview, you'd understand why the, the album is called that um cool so yeah they're um again coming up here again to the bay area in san francisco for a house show 
on March 3rd. So if you're not doing anything that night, definitely slip into their DMs. Their Instagram is purestfeeling999. Again, that's purestfeeling999. Give them a follow. Give them a listen on Spotify. Buy their merch. Buy their tapes on Bandcamp. Go to their show. And check out the rest of their tour dates because they're going up and down the West Coast right now and you're likely to catch them if you're anywhere on the West Coast. And they're going to come back to their home state in New York and play a show in April. So if you're in New York listening, be sure to check out your homies' purest feeling. And now we're rolling into some more tunes here on Psyched Radio. We've got Rose Hayes, you may know of them, <laughs> our song called Ours, and then followed by Tamarin Love Fade. And after that, we are going to play Whistle While You Wait from Sunbeam Sound Machine.
out our show today with a band called Vulpix. This is a song called Hip No King. This has been a wonderful Thursday with you all here on the Rose Hayes Show. See you next Thursday, 10 to 11 p.m. Pacific here on Psyched Radio San Francisco.
listening to Psyched Radio, San Francisco. La 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 la
Compro pomo en la vinata, no hay tabaco, no hay marchantes, no hay domingos sin rebajas, bajas, polos, chescos, bajan, chofer, baja, no se pase usted de lanza. Le entrego a toda la raza de la guardia y tapa larga, no te metas con la banda, pinche lacra. ¿Dónde está la policía del karma? ¡Ya murió! Como en un avión, como en un avión, y el grande rechazo.
ya se detiene Una ambulancia huye Una vela me alumbra Aquí todo es tan frágil Nos guarda la locura Que oscura está la luna Alcanza para un resplandor
a tus ojitos despertar Otis Redi cantaba fa 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 no te pido perdón ahora estás mejor y entre la enfermedad y los chochitos es verdad me puse unos anteojos para no
Gritabas mientras corrías al pasar A buscar donde hallar el mar Sigue el río que nos mira caminar Caminar, caminar, caminar Cambia de estación, yo que sé. La luz nos va pintando arrugas, sangre y miel. Un día ya no lo contarás. Rayarás un graffiti con la imagen de tu madre y el Pesadillas, policías, para el 
corazón de la torre. Pasa afuera, compra orejas pa' tu ojera para de llorar.
están mirando mal A ti y a mí Y sé Que son las luces de la noche Las que no dejan mirar Aquello que veo viene en la completa Completa obscuridad Que nos están mirando mal Por lo que hacemos de los días Todos los días y al final Sé que no hay yo Sé que no hay lluvia Sé que no hay nada Nada mejor Están mirando mal Que son las luces de la noche Las que nos dejan mirar Aquello que veo viene en la completa Completa oscuridad Y sé que no hay yo Sé que no hay lluvia Seven. 